Welcome to Norm, a Cheers podcast. We're co-hosting a weekly discussion of the television show Cheers, which aired on NBC from 1982 to 1993. We're your hosts, Marlene Stimmy and Andy Blaker. Hey, Andy, what's going on? Hey, oh, just hanging out. What are you doing? (laughs) Besides the obvious. (laughs) I don't know. I'm about to record this podcast. (laughs) Why don't we reset that? How's it going tonight, Andy? Pretty good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. We are embarking on episode two of season seven of Cheers. This one is called Swear to God. It was written by Tom Reader, directed by James Burroughs, and it aired on November 3rd of 1988. And our logline is, as Woody is actively understudying the role of Moses in a play about biblical prophets, Sam tells Carla that he swears to God he will abstain from sex for three months if he's not the father of an old girlfriend's baby. When things work out as Sam wishes, Carla tries to hold him to his promise. So that's a very short version of what happens, but mm-hmm. it's pretty much the, the story. Yeah. So we start with this teaser. This is going to be the introduction to like Woody in the play, a scenario with which we are familiar from the last season as Woody has taken up his acting career. So Norm asks Woody for a refill on his beer. Woody's kind of glum. He's understudying a part in a play, and the star never gets sick. So this is sort of seems to be Woody's lot in life in the theater is that he's always the understudy and never the you know star just yet. But it suits him. It's you know so far it's I think it's worked well. Mm-hmm. So the part is Moses. Woody's theater group is doing a play called An Evening with the Prophets, <laughs> which sounds like something I would want to see to be honest. <laughs> you know what? It kind of it, it also it puts in mind the the play he did. Um, uh, what uh, two seasons last season? Authors right? in with hell. The, the, yeah, yeah. kind of like the, the idea of you know, oh, with all these different people are going to come on stage at various times and have a monologue. Mm-hmm. It kind of reminds me of that kind of vein. Yeah, it does. So Woody's reciting lines from the play involving Canaanites and the Hittites and so forth. So Cliff asks, "What happened to the cellulites?" <laughs> and Norm says they settled in the land of Vera. Oh, Cliff is amused. Cold, oh cold, it is cold. Open. <laughs> It is a cold, cold open. <laughs> I, I mean, I gotta, I gotta confess, I laughed. Mm-hmm. It's, but it, it is very. It's a very cold. It's, it's a pretty, you know, solid Vera joke, I guess. Yeah. And then I can yeah. see Cliff trying to pass off the cellulites as a an ancient biblical people mm-hmm. as well, yeah. to one that didn't yeah. know better. Right. <laughs> so I thought that that was all right. It's got a good, I good did. Vera I, joke I like that end. teaser. Yeah. 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 So we start the episode, just kind of hit the ground running with Sam, the the lecherous bartender, <laughs> have an attractive <laughs> female customer ordering a drink from Sam. And she says all she can think about is getting home and jumping into bed. And then Sam asks, need anybody to break your fall? <laughs> <laughs> he's got, he's like, he's got his leg propped he up does, on a bar yeah. stool. Yeah. Just, you know. That's just kind of his move. <laughs> and... I don't, if I were, I don't know, if I were that woman, I think I'd find that funny, just uh-huh, <laughs> coming up with right. that line, but I would not find it appealing, I don't think, but she does. So he introduces himself to the woman. I think her name is Suzanne. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And she seems unoffended. And Woody comes over, he asks Sam if he's done picking up on the lady, which is pretty, <laughs> like, it's a good Woody line. I think that he's, you know, yeah. let's be honest. And he says, Denise has called. So Suzanne asks who Denise is. And Sam has this terrible improvisation that it's his brother's kid. So he has to say hi to her and also to the nephew. 
<laughs> so, unlike Rebecca, Sam cannot improvise to save his life. No. Sam tells Norman Cliff, explains this whole thing with Denise, says he had a relationship with her that was entirely based on sex, and some, something about how like they realized this, and then they broke up six months later or whatever. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So Woody says she wants Sam to call her back. And there's all this talk about how hot this relationship was, basically. Sam decides he's going to visit Denise in person. So as he runs out, he tells Suzanne that his niece's grandmother, Denise, Denise's grandmother is sick. And Suzanne, like, she could put some things together here. She asks as if that that would not be his mother. If it's Denise's grand, Mm -hmm. you know, your niece's grandmother, wouldn't that be your mother? And so Sam is like, what? My mom's sick? You know. (laughs) And he asks Suzanne to wait for him. Says his mom bounces right back. Sam comes when Sam comes back in. Suzanne is still sitting there. She's moved over to the side table. And I know this is not at mm-hmm. all the point of the episode, but I would just like to say that this woman, who at first blush declared that she could think of nothing other than jumping into bed because she apparently had had quite the day and was <laughs> exhausted, is willing to wait on Sam to go and see another, clearly go and see another woman, and sit there at the bar mm-hmm. waiting for him. So. That's just that's just proof of Sam's Sam's magnetism. Apparently and power over it women. is. That's what apparently <laughs> it's a it spell, is. Spell apparently. It's a spell on every every apparently like every woman except for Rebecca. That's right. That's right. You know. <laughs> Cliff is over there. He's making sexual sports analogies, and Sam says something about you have a big mouth. What is, I don't remember. I didn't even write down what Cliff said, but he's making these like you know, sexual comments. Yeah. And Sam looks all anxious, and he tells Cliff he has a big mouth. Sam goes in the office. And then, I really, I do like this part a lot. Cliff says that he happens to be correct, you know. He talks about how Sam is correct. And he says that Clavens have two extra teeth, which is the only way they can prove they're the rightful heirs to the Russian throne. <laughs> that, that was like, a, that was a good yeah. out of left field Cliff mm-hmm. comment that I think really worked. Well, Frazier's reaction is what made the oh, scene yes. for me. He's, uh, what does he say? Uh, Hello in there, Cliff. Uh, Hello in there, Cliff. Yes. What, what, what color is the sky where in, you in are? In your world. Yeah. In your world. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. That's it. But it was a good yeah. one-two punch, I think. Because it's just a funny, like, mm-hmm. just odd thing for Cliff to say. And then yes, Frazier yeah. just comes back in. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah. So in the office, Carla insists that Sam is going to tell her what's wrong. Eventually, so he might as well tell her now. Because Sam is distraught. He doesn't want to talk about it. I think this is an interesting scene because i think if carla had not reacted the way she does it would have been too dramatic like her thinking it's funny makes it a comedy though you know i think that she played a vital part in this because sam is saying that or they're just playing off each other i guess sam says that denise wanted to show him his child his baby boy carla she she could have reacted with concern instead she bursts out laughing (laughs) Mm -hmm. and she really i thought she was good in this she's just hilariously delighted like she just cannot stop yeah it was great yeah sam malone (laughs) finally got caught with his hand in the cookie jar (laughs) that's that's just the perfect analogy for what it is right i mean he's had all these years of this and she his biggest cheerleader but yep i i like this i like this parallel because i thought you know he's had for so long sex without consequences essentially yeah you know and carla 
pregnant at 15 right. you know had the exact opposite you know how many kids does she have at this point Eight. you know yeah just you're very right. different right. and so I, I just think it's almost like she just has this huge laugh of <laughs> the universe has caught up with you i really oh, i don't yeah, know i really great. thought that was a great moment mm-hmm. that, and she couldn't help i mean but truly just laugh at the ridiculousness the whole, of it, the larger situation the, yeah exactly i really liked the, how they how they wrote that that was really good i do too yeah, it was so much better than a serious response. And you're right, like just her, you know, her, her, given her lot in life, mm-hmm. it's perfect. Sam is upset. He says that either he or another guy is the father. And so Sam says, you know, he can do what all the other dads do, pay a little in support and get off the hook. And Sam is saying it means more to him than that. And he talks about being a good father and all the things he's going to do for this child and so forth. And then he prays that the kid isn't his. Says if he gets out of this, he's never, he'll never have sex again, or at least for three months. So that's the the swearing to God that he does. Mm-hmm. But yeah, overall, I thought that was great. So just Carla's response was fantastic. And just the, that was a good scene between them. So at this point, Norm comes in to tell Sam that Denise is on the phone for him. And then Norm tells Carla the picture of beer she left on her tray was drunk by a guy from table six. Yep. And Carla says, with some ire, they don't have a table six. <laughs> And doesn't Norm say, like, I knew I should have said table five, something like that. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. That was good. Did you have anything else on that bit, that whole scene? No, I mean, I, I, uh, I'll i I'll bring it back in okay. um, at the end of the episode um, on some comments on, on it overall. Mm-hmm. But, again, I, I just really liked that she just kind of de- devolves into maniacal yeah. laughter. Um, and then I liked how Sam kind of – he felt very earnest and very authentic here, you mm-hmm. know, when he – was faced with the idea that this could actually be real. Yeah. Um, and I'll come back to that because I, I kind of would have liked to see that followed through a little bit more in the episode mm, than what they did. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll talk more about that at the okay. end. So Sam gets on the phone and he learns that the kid isn't his and responds exuberantly. It's, and I don't remember exactly what he said, but he was like, Oh great. He's so happy. And he's like, Oh, and telling Denise, I'm happy for the other guy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and Frazier is listening to Sam's end of the conversation, there's something that's said about the doctor in this call. Um, and Frazier asks about the, the doctor, and Sam, once again, poorly improvises. He says that Denise and I and this other guy share the same doctor, and Denise wanted to let, what was it, Sam know that the doctor got some new magazines in the waiting room. <laughs> so it was something about, like, that was the whole call, you know. Right. It was great. Because it was just like his reaction was so over the top. And this is the whole thing about the magazines in the waiting room. Carla and Sam hug. And she's like, lucky dog. And it's a very, like, you know, I mean, she's happy for him that he's relieved, you know. And at this point, Norm remarks it must be the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue. She's so happy (laughs) and hugging. I thought that that was, I really thought that seemed natural. And that was all very well done, you know, from a humor Mm -hmm. standpoint. So Sam goes over to Suzanne, still patiently waiting for some reason. And um, comments about celebrating. He says that they're overdressed. Whatever it is they're celebrating, they're overdressed. <laughs> and then Carla, against her usual self, interrupts Sam and reminds him of his vow to God. So usually she's all about him womanizing, but here she's reminding him of his vow to God. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sam says, I'm laughing about the next part, because he says it's no big thing. And he says, God's a sport. I don't know why I find that hilarious. <laughs> God's a sport. It's kind of his whole attitude, it right? Is. I mean, he's not—he's not religious, really. It, he just kind of has this laissez-faire kind of a 
but friendly kind of thing about it, you right. know. He assumes he knows what God is. We get the idea he probably doesn't really, but mm-hmm. why wouldn't he be a sport? Why wouldn't he be like me, kind of a, you right. know. Yeah, that's roll it. Roll with like, the punches, kind of good kind of guy. I don't know. I, I do. That's a good line, though, when you think about it. It is. It is. And good. I think that's good. He's like, yeah, he does see God as being kind of like his having his attitude. God's a sport. So it's like he believes right. in God. He just doesn't, like you said, he doesn't seem to be particularly religious. But he obviously knows enough about religion, mm-hmm. you know, to. Right. That, well, that's another question, I think, for like later on when he goes to the, the church. But this point he's like he thinks he understands god and god's a sport (laughs) and people make promises like that all the time he says Mm -hmm. so carla is having none of this her attitude toward god is very different she tells him Mm -hmm. he's not to be messed with she does say like i don't want to tell you how to live your life which is somewhat true and somewhat false (laughs) in general (laughs) um but not to mess with god and she mentions the population of sodom and gomorrah and then she also mentions Lot's wife, and she describes Lot's wife as a salt lick with boobs. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty good. That was really good. <laughs> they get in a couple of like, oh, great dear. biblical jokes cross tears. Mm-hmm. Um, Sam doesn't think God's going to do anything to him, probably because God's a sport. Right. <laughs> and he's leaving with Suzanne, and Woody comes in in full Moses attire and calls Halt Infidel. <laughs> Sam is stunned and falls over. Carla also is stunned at this point. Mm-hmm. I do like the way they incorporated Woody's, you know, play storyline into this storyline. I thought that worked pretty well. Mm-hmm. The audience loved it. Oh, yeah. They were hooting it. They were they they really enjoyed it though. Yeah, they were like cheering. I will say and that. Clapping. I thought it was a pretty fun gag. You know, it is. It is. Like yeah. I didn't think yeah. it was like just unbridled new humor but i thought it worked well in the way the intertwining of those stories yeah, and that it's woody yeah. of course helps right woody who must like wearing his theater costumes to the bar like he <laughs> did with mark twain so i like that little throwback mm-hmm. too mm-hmm. Yeah. so carla claims that god has sent his messenger sam doubts that that is woody <laughs> but she still thinks it's not coincidental that Woody came in at that moment dressed as Moses. There's a lot in the timing, I think, that Carla seems to believe in. We've seen that before. I think it's been a little while, but we've seen some of that in previous seasons. So she says that was a warning. And then she tells the story of her cousin, Tino, who sort of gave up meat, ate a burger, and had his teeth fall out. And then she has to kind of help Sam with that connection about what that would mean to him vowing to give up sex. And then he, Sam uses this as an excuse to turn Suzanne down. And then Sam, I like this, Sam refers to Carla as God's little helper. <laughs> yeah. That is a unique way to see Carla mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. I did like, too, how Suzanne is just so fed up with him at this point, finally. Right. It took she's a actually lot. going to go home and call it a day. And, and, and she's like, give me a call sometime or whatever. Oh, I don't have your number. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> just, just waltzes out. She's done. With it took it. a lot, though, but she finally. It did take like, a lot. You know, yeah. She, she finally broke through his spell. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. Sam. <laughs> so Sam goes to the Catholic Church to visit Father Barry. And I don't know. It's It's unclear if. I think there's a lot unclear in this. Like, it's unclear to me if Sam is Catholic. Like, they just don't... And I think appropriately so. You don't get, like, oh, here's Sam's background story. Like, you and I have talked about this. Like, the mm-hmm. whole backstory of characters, to me, is not that appealing. So I think, like, you get what you get about them from the way that their stories are told. And I think that's very true of Sam, you know, like, mm-hmm. all of the characters throughout Tears, really. But 
I would say, like, you don't quite know, like, is he Catholic or is he just going there because he knows that that's Carla's priest? And so that's the only thing he knows to do. It's interesting. That's how I read it. I read it that this guy is just really, and we're led to believe that a little bit of time has elapsed before he's going to the priest. And this is clearly bothering him. It's been on his mind and he's just reaching out to anyone. He's kind of practical in that sense. Mm -hmm. This guy's a man, you know, man of God, man of the cloth, whatever. and. He'll know God and what I should do. I, that's how I read it. Mm-hmm. That it wasn't because he had any religious ties. He just knew this guy and figured, hey, he'll tell me what what I should do or shouldn't do. Yeah. I guess that's how I read it. Yeah. But. Sam tells Father Barry he needs his advice for a friend, and that the friend promised in desperation to give up something, and he says that the something is sweets. So he continues on that his friend likes sweets a lot, and that sweets like him a lot. <laughs> And Father Barry, I love Father Barry. He just looks kind of skeptical at this point. (laughs) And so he's clarifying that God's contractual obligation was to get the friend out of the bind. And Sam confirms and adds, which he did. So he believes that God got him out of this. Like it wasn't just Mm -hmm. luck. You know, he seems to have that belief. But Sam also wants to know, for his friend, what would happen if he ate a huge box of chocolates? So Father Barry tells Sam that this is between him and his God. And Father Barry, he asked Father Barry how he knew it was him. And Father Barry says, in all the years people have been coming here for their friends, he's never met one of their friends. <laughs> that was a good one. It was really good. Was good I think there's a lot of good stuff in this scene. And so Sam confesses then that the truth is that he promised to give up sex. And Father Barry's like, oh, that is a tough one. Like, it's just like more <laughs> severe at that point, of course. Uh-huh. And then he, sa- he says, you know, Sam, the church does recommend chastity to unmarried people. And Sam laughs like he's like unfamiliar with Catholic church doctrine, yeah, which he probably yeah. is. He probably is just like, oh, this guy's making <laughs> a joke. I'm sure he yeah. is. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry, you were serious. <laughs> 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 and he asks Father Barry how he does it, if there's special tricks or like a certain way of sitting. <laughs> Father Barry says yes, but they're strictly forbidden to reveal it. I like that. I do too. I re- uh, yeah. He's just playing with him at this point. Strictly forbidden to reveal it. He is. Like he's kind of like... <laughs> He's almost like in the Rebecca role at this part. Like he's just going right, right, right. to what it's worth. And Sam's like, you're kidding. Father Barry with a light heart says, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that Father Barry has this like sense of joviality in life. I think it's actually a great portrayal of a priest. He's seen it all, you know, like for all the people, all the years that have come here mm-hmm. for their friends. He's I've never met their all. friends. And Sam is like, it's actually, I've vowed to give up sex. And he's like, oh, that's a tough one. Like, he's like, I've heard it before, you know, but he still has wise and spiritual things to say to him. But he's got a sense of humor about it. That is really like, Can I, oh, yeah. Yeah. Can I interrupt real quick with a quick bio on this oh, actor? Oh, please do. Um, yes. This guy, this guy has a filmography to beat the band, mm. let me tell you. So this is Eric Christmas. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's a better name um, than That's that. That's great. Born in 1916, uh, mm. trained at the Royal Academy of Dramatic Art. So he, you know, Shakespearean theater, uh, numerous theater for a long, long time. Screen roles. Um, so this is the first of, I think, four appearances of him in Cheers. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I know there have been several the, other. Yes, I believe this is the first. And so it's a total of four appearances. But he's been in every 80s 90s sitcom show you can think of i mean little there's there's no sense in rattling them all off because he's been in many he's been he was a guest in one of our mutual favorites the x files mm-hmm. he guested in an episode there he's been in so many things he's played a priest judge uh, all those sorts of you know 
characters many, many times. So I'm sure you've seen him in, in many things. He passed away in the year 2000 okay. at the age of 84. Okay. So, like I said, I'm not going to go through. He has so many roles. Yeah. I don't know if any of them stand out any more than the others. He's just a very familiar kind of face. And, yeah. You know, he'd been in a lot. Yeah, that's great. And he's perfect for this role as well. <laughs> yeah. So he kind of wisely says to Sam that he thinks Sam is looking for someone to tell him that it's all right to break his vow, but he can't do that. Mm-hmm. And that people coming there looking for answers usually know what the answer is. And he thinks that Sam does, too. And I like that that's like, it's not funny, it's not done for a joke, it's not super serious, but it's just a good priestly advice to Sam. Mm-hmm, it's like mm-hmm. just enough, you know. Yeah. And as Sam is leaving, Father Barry extends his hand to shake Sam's hand and Sam starts to kneel and kiss his hand. <laughs> <laughs> and Father Barry's reaction is great. He's like, oh yes. no, puts his hand over No, no. <laughs> Yeah, I like that. And bit. Sam's kind of backs out of the room, bowing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's a great scene, and it does go. I get so Sam clearly is like going on these assumptions he has about the Catholic Church. I guess he's gonna like yeah. kiss the ring or kiss the hand uh-huh. or whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah. But I, I just like that. I like like you said that Sam is just like here's this person that's supposed to. He's a priest. He's gonna be able to help me or whatever. Just I, I like that idea. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. So Sam is back in the bar. He's reading the Bible and he's pointing out to Carla the verses that he think would be acceptable excuses for him to discontinue his vow. So he has, with the Lord one day is his a thousand years and a thousand years is his one day, which means he's been out of action for 21,000 years. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and Carla not only doesn't buy it, but she's uh, finding it annoying as well. Yeah. At this point, Sam's looking on the bar. There are some attractive women about, and Carla's warming, kind of warning Sam off looking at these attractive women. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's not doing it, but he's like, he says something like they're coming in waves because it's like, yeah, they're coming in waves. Bar, I love it how, mm-hmm. yes, I love how he sees one and, and he just holds the Bible up right in mm-hmm. front of his face mm-hmm. and kind of stumbles backwards and, oh, you know, <laughs> it's really <Yeah>. good. <laughs> so. At this point, we go back to Woody, who gets a call. The actor playing Moses has an ear infection. And Cliff is enthusiastic for him. He asks if this means that Woody's going to get to go on. And Woody says, like, no, he has to stop by the drugstore for antibiotics. <laughs> so he's the errand boy now. Yeah. Poor Woody. Sam is talking to Frazier. So that kind of gets Woody out of the bar, I guess, for this, like, you know, the later scene when Sam is there on mm-hmm. his own. Sam is talking to Frazier about giving up sex entirely. And he asks Frazier not to tell anybody. And Fraser's suggestion to him is that he needs to find another outlet for his sexual energies. And he gives this example, he says, of six painfully frustrating months of his adolescence during which he built a submarine in his basement. <laughs> There's something about that that's just so comical. Especially when he says like it was a life-size model, slept six. <laughs> he says something like he was down there, fire one, fire, fire two. two. <laughs> Like, everything he does is dramatic and extreme. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Frazier is prompting Sam for other interests, and they come up with music. Sam says he had a piano lesson once, and then he happens to mention he had the piano teacher twice, which kind of goes back, in my mind, to, um, was it Don Juan as hell, when he's taught the crossing, the crossing guard. guard situation. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a few things like that. But he says he enjoyed the lesson, and Frazier's rolling his eyes through this. So Fraser suggests that Sam sit down at the piano and pour his sexual tensions out his fingertips. 
Which I thought was somewhat Freudian, but not a bad idea for Sam. <laughs> <laughs> right. He's mm. pretty sure he's somewhat Freudian. Mm-hmm. Sure, he loves Freud. Oh, yes. Yeah. And Fraser says that no matter how badly Sam performs, a piano never laughs, never stomps out of the room, and refuses to let you play again for three days. <laughs> ends with, I'm off to Lilith. <laughs> so he's getting, he gets some similar insults on Lilith that Norm gets on Vera, except they seem more uh-huh. serious, in my opinion. But Right. That's funny. So... At this point, Rebecca comes out of the office. We have not seen her all episode, which is a, a point of discussion. I, think, I would, yes, you know. yes, it is. Because I said, like, where has she been all episode? But she, <laughs> Sam avoids looking at her. He focuses on reading his Bible, holds his Bible up again so he can't see her. Rebecca asks Sam to lock up. She said she's going to go home and go to bed. And she's like, okay, good night. <laughs> and so Rebecca stops and realizes that Sam has not hit on her. And she repeats that she's going home to bed. Um, he's still hiding behind the Bible. He's like, I hope you get a good night's sleep, you know. So Rebecca, on her way out, tells Carla that she left herself open for one of Sam's sleazy remarks, and he said nothing. So she's, she's said something about, like, although she doesn't want to, what does it mean she can't turn on the horniest guy that ever lived? <laughs> and she says she's getting old. <laughs> so Carla tells her she's a young, beautiful, vibrant woman with a whole life ahead of her. And... Is she and so Carla Rebecca should have known not to set herself up, self up with Carla just as she knew that she was setting herself up with Sam in my opinion. Right, right. She says you're just saying that, and Carla's like, "Yes, I am. I was taught to hear." <laughs> her, she's just off her game these these last couple episodes. You know, she's just yeah. Something. Blame it on Evan Drake. She's yeah. She's just not like <laughs> firing back the way that she usually does. Yeah, yeah. So Sam is still complaining. He doesn't think he's going to make it through the night. And a blonde woman that looks like someone that would hook up with Sam comes in the door. <laughs> I mean, does she not? Come on. No, she does. She does. She, you know, I think Sam has maybe a type, at least when it comes to blondes. Yeah. And that's that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That's fair. So she approaches Sam from behind and covers his eyes and says, guess who? And she gives him this hint of a Vermont ski lodge of roaring fire and baby oil. And Sam asks her. Can you be more specific? (laughs) (laughs) Not quite specific enough. It's just, yeah, too broad. Too broad a category. Um, She must be a stewardess. She says she has an 18 hour layover and she wants him to help her kill the time, basically. So Sam is backing away from her. And she says she's wearing his favorite perfume and she's wafting it into the air, you know, and he recognizes it as Devastation. That's the name of the perfume. Devastation. <laughs> and before she leaves, so Sam is like, he t- so makes all these excuses. He has a cold, you know, all this other stuff. He can't go with her. And as she's leaving, she hands Sam a photo of her that someone took on a beach, which I assumed was going to be like a nudie photo. But he goes back to the bar. And is speaking presumably presumably to God. It's like, look at this. And holds up the photo. Which I don't, I mean, I didn't look that hard at it. But it looks like she's like on a beach wearing a bathing suit or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So anyway, he just can't take it. He says he's going to go for it. And he asks for any smiting to be quick and painless. <laughs> and then, and he kind of like is starting to walk off. And then he kind of like holds the picture up again. And then he's like, and asks God to give him about three hours. <laughs> And it was that, like, holding the photo up again thing that I first, yeah. like, number one, thought was funny. And number two, reminded me a little bit of Nick Tortelli. Just oh, like a gesture mm. that he would have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. 
So Carla comes out from the pool room. She notes that <laughs> Sam is gone. The Bible is on the counter. And she sniffs devastation in the air. <laughs> she says the hound is loose. The hound is loose. And usually that's what Carla celebrates. But now she's, you know, her religious, whether it's religious beliefs or superstitions or values, apparently trump her, you know, mm-hmm. enthusiasm for Sam's wandering ways. Um, she asked God to go easy on Sam. Mm-hmm. I like that line. It's just like this quiet resignation to, <laughs> I did my part, now do yours. You know, pretend, you know, like yeah. he's going to do what he's going to do. Take it he's easy on easy him kind on of him. thing. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's yeah. kind of like innocent. Yeah. So Sam comes back in the bar. He looks kind of content. He's looking around. His shirt's untucked. Carl is asking him why he had to do it. There's nothing but his, in his future but frogs and locusts. <laughs> Again, very Old Testament. Mm-hmm. So Sam tells her he didn't do it. And Fraser, who is listening, is surprised. And Sam, he's talking in this very, like, I don't know if Pacific is the right word, but just a very, like, calm mm-hmm. voice. They went to the hotel, and got in the bed. He says he was folding his socks. <laughs> Carla asks, like, you fold your socks? He's like, sure, I'm not an animal. Yeah, <laughs> that's perfect. That's exactly how he says it. Oh, that was great. That was spot on. It's a, it's that calm, like I'm telling a story kind of thing. Right. Of course, I'm not an. Yeah, and he says the it like it's obvious. Of that made it great. Yeah, that that would be like, of course. <laughs> that was great. It is a little yeah. interesting character bit too. Sam folds mm-hmm. the song. <laughs> And he's talking about how he basically, for no reason, he opened the nightstand drawer and there was a Bible staring up at him. He's like, can you imagine a Bible in a hotel room? He goes from room to room and the Bible's following them. And then they went from hotel to hotel and it followed them wherever they went. There it was. (laughs) And he says he realized that God was speaking to him through hotel nightstands. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He calls it a miracle. And Carla just says he works in mysterious ways. And which is funny. Like, I feel like there is some spiritual content to that. It's just also hilarious that, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. from the socks to Sam not realizing that Bibles are in all hotel rooms, which Fraser starts to bring up. It's kind of like all, you know, playing baseball across the country and all the hotel rooms you stayed in. Didn't you notice? And Carla kind of like reverently cuts him off, like in a reprimanding sort of like, Fraser, Sam was just telling us about a miracle that, like, <laughs> was very, like, that affected him very deeply. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So Fraser comes up with something about like, did you notice little strips of paper in the toilet on the toilet? <laughs> oh, I yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know that I quite believe that Sam of the era when he was playing baseball would not have put that together, but possibly it's true. Especially if he was like drinking and carousing during those times. Yeah, maybe. he had other things to do in hotel rooms yeah. besides check out the drawers. You As know he was I mean? putting away his socks, like yeah. Well, that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> so carla i think she's genuinely proud of sam and she says if you can make it through last night he can hold out for the entire three months and so he's walking over like around the bar at this point rebecca comes out of the office again and she's she's just like kind of quick in a hurry she's wearing you know a partially zipped dinner dress and she asks she tells sam she's late for party and just asks sam to help her with a zipper She's not being seductive. She's not doing anything. She just sees him and asks him to help her with a zipper. Mm-hmm. 
so he pauses and then his hands are just shaking. He starts to zip the zipper and then Frazier's like reaching out for him as he starts to unzip it all the way. <laughs> and uh-huh. Frazier reaches him in time and pushes him to the piano. So Sam is over there like very tensely playing chopsticks. Yeah. And Rebecca is trying to re-zip her dress and she's calling for Carla. And Frazier's just holding Sam's shoulders at the piano. <laughs> So that is the yeah. end. Yeah. I liked how they ended that. I did too. I liked how they ended that. That was a good like yeah. little a good little um continuation of what Fraser was telling him about sublimation mm-hmm. basically, you know. Right. Right. <laughs> okay. So, so this episode, yeah, it's a little yeah, what go well, ahead. What's your first thought? So like, you know, I have a lot of good lines, a lot of laughs as we go through it. So mm-hmm. I I don't want to say I didn't like this episode it's grown on me after a few repeated viewings um a couple points Mm -hmm. i really like the story as it starts out with sam could be a father okay and he kind of is you know thinking about it everything ultimately decides i don't want it and then it kind of Instead of continuing in that vein, it becomes all about this, you know, oh, I said, I, I swear to God, I'd never have sex, and you know, blah, blah, blah. Right. So it goes in that direction. You know, good moments, funny moments, sure. But I almost think I would have preferred if instead of it being this kind of sexual farce that it kind of because it does, that's true. That it maybe continued in that vein, some sort of meditation on Sam's life, maybe a midlife crisis or something i don't know it's just something that would have continued to explore this idea of that he has avoided this possibility for so many years but mm-hmm. it would be a very maybe something that really scares him into thinking hey what would it be like i don't know yeah that might have been a more serious episode but i think that i would have been more interested in that kind of story so it kind of starts out one way and then kind of just veers off into another direction altogether mm-hmm. um which has some good bits father barry i liked father barry um you know some 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 great lines and and good you know gags and everything but i guess ultimately i i i found some of the dialogue and the scenes between him and carla carla trying to convince him that this is a sign don't yeah it it kind of got it went on a little more than i would have cared to to see Mm -hmm. um it it felt like it kind of dragged in the middle of this episode a bit for me interesting Um, okay you know you you know carla devoutly religious also superstitious so i feel like you're kind of playing on both of those elements here Mm, i don't know what your thoughts are on that but um yeah so again i i i didn't dislike this episode but i i almost think i would have preferred if they had gone in a different direction as they almost started out to do i think Hmm. okay i don't know that i saw it quite that way i I don't know i I like that they introduced that idea of sam thinking like if this is my kid then this is how i want him to be and i want to take care of him make sure he's close like all of those things but I mm-hmm. thought that that was like Sam just in his mind convincing himself, like trying to convince himself, like, oh, it'll be okay if this is true, but not really wanting it to be true. Mm-hmm. Sure. I don't know that whether or not I would have liked that storyline better or not, because I, there are aspects of the religious element of it that I like a lot. I like the idea of Sam having some sort of religious conundrum. I think that could have been a really good story. I'm just not sure that the plot that they use reveals the best in that idea. And some of that could be that it turns into sort of like the sec- just sexual farce that you describe. Mm-hmm. And I think the lines around that are really funny. Like I enjoy the humor in it, but it is kind mm-hmm. of like a little bit more of sort of some of the things we've seen. And then it's just, I don't know. It's kind of like two lecherous Sam episodes in a row to a degree after the season <laughs> uh-huh. premiere. That's, yeah, um, that's fair. 
So it's it's a little like I think that that aspect of it is a little one note, mm-hmm. you know, because it's just about him having sex. And what they make of his behavior is pretty much one note. Like, OK, you're just not going to have sex for three months and then you're going to have sex again because mm-hmm. you made this promise to God. It's not like you're going to really change any. Yeah. Anything. You not like you're really going to change anything about your behavior or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Right. I guess that's it. I think it's like, because it starts off with Sam hitting on the woman and like, do you need anybody to break your fall? Like that kind of behavior. Mm-hmm. And there's no indication that any of the, that he's going to be any different than that, you know? So right. while I like the right. idea of a religious conundrum for him. And I think it could have been done in a way that was still funny, but had maybe a little more character development mm-hmm. to it rather than just relying, like you said, on like Carla, like sort of the back and forth with Carla. Yeah. And there's some aspects of that that I like and that she mm-hmm. is sort of the one that's again like she's kind of he's kind of her person to take care of in some ways you Mm -hmm. know and I think that that works overall and I think it's an interesting change to see her especially after the last two episodes the season finale of season six and then the season premiere you know previous last week in the role of like trying to make him keep his vow to God rather than like go out and be the hound that Mm -hmm. she you know usually wants him to be but I right. do think, yeah, like you right. said, it's a little overdone. I do mm. think that there are aspects of it that get better in the second half and that I think the cast is a little bit better used in the second half. Like you have Woody in the first part, which is kind of funny, but there's not a ton to that story mm-hmm. other than how right. it intersects with Sam's story when he comes in as Moses, like that one moment, you know. But then you get like a little more Frasier, mild Rebecca. We probably need to like go a little bit more into like that. I mean, there's not a lot to say because she wasn't into much of it, but like... I feel like that would have, mm-hmm. I, I think they could have incorporated her more and strengthened it more than as just like this object that Sam's trying to avoid, you know? Right. Um, right. Like she could have been a more integral part of the story, I think. I do like the bit, the Cliff and Fraser bit that we discussed about the Clavens being heirs to the Russian throne and the what color is the sky in your world. Like that was really funny. But again, mm-hmm. like the characters don't weave through it like they normally do other than Carla. So that to me left it a little bit flatter than it should have been maybe no all fair points um and on the point of rebecca yeah i definitely think she was underused i mean like i said i was starting to realize shortly before she came on i'm like she's not in this episode like she hadn't been in in the first what almost two-thirds or whatever at least not not more yeah so that was a little you know a little weird considering it was only the second episode of the season and Mm -hmm. she was like the you know so central to the premiere so the fact that she wasn't in it but for two very brief appearances was kind of jarring no i just want to say overall you know it's it's a strong episode i think it's more just on the level of personal preference i i I found it a little plotting with some of some of the carla and sam interactions um but overall you know it's solid episode so i'm not not trying to criticize it really no Um, i think it's funny it's i think a lot of people enjoy it and it is funny it does have some very funny moments to it um i would say it's an improvement over the premiere Mm -hmm. definitely there's that yeah i think the jokes are better and then Mm like the interactions that we do see are a little bit have a little bit more flow to them you know a little bit more natural flow sure thing yeah. I still don't think it's like it still doesn't feel quite solid, but it's a, it is an improvement. Mm-hmm. I gave it a th- I gave it three stars. Yeah. I do feel it's pretty solid. It, it feels more, you know, we talked about episode one just feeling very off to us. This definitely feels more like a step in that direction of of what we want and what we're right. used to from the show, feeling more, you know, cohesive and and just you know firing on all cylinders like the best episodes of the show do. 
Um, so yeah, three stars, you know, more good than not. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's just mostly personal preference at what I enjoyed or what I didn't in this episode. So yeah. What about you? I give it a three as well. Like you said, I think it's solid. I think the humor is good. A lot of the humor is good and it, you know, seems to have like a better, like better flow, you know, throughout its vague description, but it does seem to kind of to move a little bit better than the first episode. And, but again, though, as we said with that one, or as I said with the first one, I wouldn't say like this is a three, like I'm going to put it as a three in season six terms or even like some of the previous episode threes. Like I think it's enjoyable to rewatch because it's fun, you know, but mm-hmm. just from a preference standpoint, I wouldn't prefer it as much as those. But it, I think it's solidly done on all fronts. So I would say yeah. three. Okay. That will do it for us today. You can find us on Facebook, Norm, a Cheers podcast, and on Twitter at Cheers underscore Norm. You can listen to or download old and new episodes at the usual places, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, and Spotify. Leave us a like and comment and join in on our community there. Thanks so much for listening.